unless you're adapting, you, 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 you're really setting yourself up for tremendous failure. So little failures along the way is good. Um, and adapting along the way, learning and adapting along the way is even better. You're listening to Digital Conversations with Billy Bateman, the demand gen leader source for the latest revenue strategies presented by Chat Funnels. All right, everyone, welcome to the show today. Today, I am joined by Sean Hackner, Vice President of Marketing and Sales at NetWise. Sean, great to have you on the show. Billy, thanks for having me. Um, my name is Sean Hackner um, from NetWise in charge of sales and marketing. Um, we're a data company, SaaS company. Yeah, I love it, man. I love it. So before we, we get into the, the conversation today, though, tell everyone a little bit about what you did before you were at NetWise and your journey to get where you are today. Whoa, I don't know if we have the time, Billy. Come on. That's, uh, <laughs> that's a long journey. It's across, across the ocean as well, right? As you can yeah. tell, I'm, I'm from um, another country. So even though we speak English, um, it is a uh, it's a different culture, yep. and um, assimilating into the American culture is has been um, in incredible. And I have an American wife, and um, she has helped me a lot. And my kids, I'm an American. I've been in America longer than I've stayed in any other country. I was born in South Africa. I lived in Italy, um, and came to America for the dream. Uh, this is a great country with so much great opportunity. And I always tell people every state is like a different country. And yeah. there's so much to learn on, on, in, in every state. And along the way, you know, I've started, um, I guess I started in sales, you know, from being a teenager working for my dad and uh, built my way up. Eventually we had the agency for Corona beer for South Africa. And uh, I was selling beer toward door to door. Uh, did that, did the military just before that, we had to do our army and then jumped over to the States, came here, studied and started, uh, started the road to success here. And uh, it's taken many different turns, like any road, right? There's yeah. bumps along the way. And um, I guess that leads us to our topic. Yeah. About, you know, the importance of persevering and not giving up because life is um, is a journey and failure is part of it. So em embrace the failure. It's not just the billionaires that talk about their failures on LinkedIn anymore. I, I agree, man. Uh, you know, I'm I'm not that old. I'm not that young, but uh, I can think of a lot of failures where. I tried stuff, did not work out, and some more public than others, but man, I have learned so much more from trying things that didn't work than when you try something, it works out. I think you just, it's human nature to just kind of be like, ah, oh, like it was always going to work, you know, and you just keep doing it. Whereas whenever we, we aren't successful with something, whether it's a project, a business, even a relationship, it forces us to look at why that didn't work. So, Billy, is that what you do? Like in your failures, what do you do when you fail? Like what's the next step? Well, 
I think, uh, I mean, a lot of people will say like, oh, you just, you just keep going. But I think there's a step for me, at least in between those where it's like, okay, that didn't work. I need to take some time and figure out why that didn't work. So that rather than just jumping on to the next thing, um, I can learn from it, internalize. Okay. You know, like, like I had a business when I was, I was going to graduate school started a business while I was in graduate school and was out of business almost as quick as I was in business. Um, <laughs> and I was doing a, an MBA at the time. And I tell you what, that one venture taught me more about business than the two years going to classes and doing projects and listening to lectures. Well, don't uh, let the universities hear you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I go get educated. It's good. But I uh, I think there is uh, there's a lot more to be learned just by doing stuff, you know. That and that's why I asked because that's a good point, and I think that comes with age, right? When you're young, you're just willing to go, just keep going, right? Just yep. get through it. But as you get older, you start um, failures are lessons, and lessons are meant to be learned. So pausing for that brief moment and just looking at you know, what you could have done better, what went wrong, what went right, you know, because I'm sure there were some things that went right. And those are lessons that can follow you through life. Just like you said, man, that's taught you some of the lessons I learned when I was really young have, have, have followed me through. And, um, you know, we, we fail all the time and, and especially with us in, in sales and now with marketing, right? Marketing. Yeah. No one has the the, the the golden bullet, right? It's it's a trial and error because you don't know. So you want to make sure. And I always say a person makes the best decisions they can at that point. Looking back, we can always say, oh, that was a bad one. That was a good one, right? But at yep. the time, we're making, with the data we have, the best decisions we can. And that's like marketing. That's why we do A-B testing and see you know, what's working, what's not working. So being able to pivot um, is just as important, you know, not just the, the failure, but when things are not going right. You know, I, I always give the example of in any sport at the halftime whistle, some teams are losing a lot, but they come back on the field and they win. Same ball, same referee, same field, same team, basically, right? Yep. What what brings them from failure to winning? And it's it's the mindset, right? It's the people in 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 the back there saying, "This was the wrong decision. This was the right decision. Let's be better at this. Let's be let's don't do this. Let's do more of that." They come back, they execute, and they end up winning. Yeah. No, I, it's mindset is a big part of it. Um, so let me ask you this. So you made the transition from being mostly sales to now you're doing sales and marketing. I'm sure that you've learned some lessons along the way making that transition. Do you mind sharing any stories with us? Yeah, absolutely. So I've been marketing all, all my life as well, right? So yeah. maybe not knowing it at the time, but I remember when we were doing Corona beer, I had to go door to door to do a survey on seeing who was actually going to buy the, the beer. Yeah. What that clientele looked like, 
what uh, I had to do a whole survey to see if it, it even was feasible, right? Yeah. Then we had to do the marketing accordingly to 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 get that stuff out. So, without me knowing it, sales and marketing, I think we all do in some way, shape, or form. You go and try and get a loan at a bank. You, you're selling and marketing yourself to the manager. You're picking up a girl or a guy at a bar. You, you're selling yourself and, and marketing. Your, then afterwards, you're marketing yourself. You're asking if they can be influenced by some of your friends. Um, so I had a company for nearly two decades that um, we closed down last year due to COVID. Um, just, uh, you know, we'd been around for 20 years and um, we were one of the first people on Google, you know, spending a fortune on marketing, learning about everything. And it, is, it was a learning stage. I mean, we were, you could spend 50,000 in a month and you could get two leads or you could get 100 leads. Yeah. So being able to pivot, I think, in any situation was something just because it doesn't work doesn't mean it's wrong and doesn't mean you failed. It means you have to come back at it maybe in a different way. And as we grow up, we fail all the time. And I don't know at what age where people start to think that failure is a bad thing. What do you, what, I mean, what age do you think where, I mean, because when we start out as a baby, we fail all the time, right? We, yeah. we don't know how to walk. We stumble, we fall. Um, we stumble and fall through school. I don't know what age it is where, it automatically becomes this thing where you can't talk about failure. No one wants to listen to failure and it becomes taboo. Yeah. I don't know what that age is, but it seems like it might be at least creeping in around high school age, you know? Um, yeah. Probably and, towards the end. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you get towards where you're about to graduate. Uh, you start to become very much, uh, I think, more self-conscious, self-aware of what's going on. And and you want to present, you know, you want to market yourself as a success. Everyone does. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, people don't want to necessarily broadcast, hey, I screwed up. I really screwed up here, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or or like, you know, if you're on a like a soccer team and you play your season and you lose every game, you're you're probably not going to tell everyone, yeah, we got our butts kicked all year, you know, didn't even win one game. So, and, and you're hundred percent right because when you, when, well, our sales approach and you never talk about, we don't talk about failure, right? We want to talk about what's working, what, how are you winning? Um, we'll, we, the failures will come out, but no one wants to talk about it. Like you said. So, yep. The, the sales companies that call, and, and I have people solicit me all the time, and they said, you know, what are you doing bad at? You know, what's not working? I'm like, well, if I knew that, you know. Uh, <laughs> I'd fix it. <laughs> exactly, right? So I don't want to talk about what's not working. Let, let's talk about what's working and then maybe lead into that. But, you know, I think uh, the sales game has become inc increasingly hard um, it's always been hard, um, but you have so many 
sales enablement tools out there that help and support sales these days. So it's really different from those doors, the days when you were going door to door. Yeah, no, it's a whole different ballgame from going door to door. Like, you know, we can't even uh, I mean, it's a struggle to get young kids that we hire out of school to to dial and do cold calls. Uh, it's just a different age, different culture. They're all in on email or even text message. But to dial is uh, is not in their DNA for most of them. Yeah, good, good point. Um well, look, they don't even talk on the telephone, right? Yeah. So my kids text or I don't even know what platform they're using nowadays, but they're communicating and they'll text myself and they use all these acronyms and I have to text back. I, I, what does that mean? And they say, oh, dad, it means this. I mean, so that's the new sales team that's come, the culture that's coming up. So you've got to you you can't fight it you've got to adapt yeah. with it so having texting be part of your outreach um social media linkedin facebook posting um they do it for themselves you want them to do it for the business so i think the latest stat from linkedin said you should be doing 70 percent business 30 percent personal making so that you can see because we we people behind the behind the camera behind the phone um so they said that 70 30 balance where i think on facebook it's reversed yeah 70 percent and maybe 30 percent business yeah and you know it is in going back to linkedin and social media and and failure you hardly ever see anybody say hey we tried this and uh it didn't work on LinkedIn. Like, you know, when I got on LinkedIn this morning and, you know, checked my messages, notifications, scrolled through the feed for a little while, I can't think of anything where people, it was not, you know, kind of roses and sunshine that they were posting. And that's not re the reality of, of a job, of a business, of any life. Yeah, of life. You know, like we've got challenges every day. You know, you feel like, oh, I've, I've got this problem solved. And often until it's you're like, I think I've got it all done. We just got to wait for this to happen. And then like that, you're square one. Something something falls apart and you're, you're just like, hey, I got to get back after it and figure out a new way to attack this uh, this challenge. Yeah, you're right. I mean, there's no listen. It's not seeing the positivity and the. um the, the, the positive quotes and all the good stuff, right? But we can resonate. If you be like personalization, I was just listening to a, a, a talk about personalizing everything and the, an easy way to personalize yourself, your company is by giving both sides of the story. Put the good out there, put the bad out there because that would make that makes you look like you that's real yeah if you're just saying positive 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 i mean that's not life or it's not real so if you can show both that dictates that that is a personalization and that will make you way better in the funnel than any other prospect i i agree going to even personalization and marketing as you were, we were talking about that, 
when we first started as a business, we were strictly consulting, helping people use different uh, conversational marketing tools. And we thought we heard the same thing, like, hey, you need to personalize everything. So, you know, like using the tools we have, we can see what companies are on the site or even sometimes if they've already chatted in to an agent or a chat bot, you have a first name and a last name for them. Well, we thought, hey, let's hyper personalize this stuff. And if we know who it is, let's greet them by their first name with the bot. Well, what we found was it was creepy is what people thought, because we went from a pretty good engagement rate with the same customers, same website traffic to almost nothing because you get to that site and you're like, whoa. And it says, hey, Billy, you know, welcome back to, to XYZ Company. I'm kind of, Even myself, when I thought about it, I was like, that's a little bit on the creepy side. Um, so we backed off and, you know, never our best practice now, like, Hey, you can welcome a, a company and realize, Hey, we know Sean is from NetWise. So welcome back NetWise. Um, but, uh, yeah, like we definitely learned a lesson there on, uh, on personalization. You can go too far. Um, absolutely. Because when you go too far, people feel like you're infringing, right? Yeah. Um, so, you know, they're looking for a product and then they see it on their smart TV and then they see it on their phone and then they see it all over and they go, well, I don't want them. Well, you know, you, you've put something out there that you want this. So, th th but that's the balance. It's, it's tough. You're not going to please everyone. Um, if you go with that philosophy, trying to make everyone happy, it's that that's a setup for failure, right? I mean, you're not yeah. going to make everyone, everyone happy. You just want to try and do your best. And when it's not working, you know, just tell the customer, there's nothing like honesty over the phone. You know, when we have a meeting and, and, and something doesn't work or something's not working, get on the phone, talk to them, say, listen, I'm sorry. You know, it's like sales saying, I don't know if you can, it's okay to say, I don't know. And to come back with an answer. Yeah. I, I agree. I agree. You know, something that came to mind as you were talking is um, my team will, will tell you that I'm obsessed with Toyota as a company. Um, and I, I drive one as well. But uh, <laughs> but uh, they have a few just business practices that I love. And one of them is, that I always talk to my team about this and, and they always laugh when I've got a new video to show them when I'm doing my trainings. But it's Kaizen. And it's continuous improvement. And, uh, you know, we're building software. They build cars. At first, everyone was like, what are you talking about, Billy? But it's the same principle of, hey, we should never just say, you know, like, we don't do things that way at chat funnels when we have an idea. Like, that's just not how things are done. We are always open to new ideas to improve and realize Hey, you know, we were doing it one way and maybe that worked for a little bit um, or worked for a long time, but we've always got to be open for ways to improve. Otherwise, you are going to be left behind and we're going to be talking about, man, if I'd been willing to pivot or just adjust a little bit, uh, this would not have been a failure. It probably would have been a success. Yeah, constantly evolving, right? Because if you're not, you will eventually die. Um and for you to have that outlook and, and, and dissipate it through your team, 
it's it's incredible to see leaders like you doing that because you know there's a lot of them that are not um that are not giving people the opportunity to improve um you know we we've built out this marketing team and the 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 people we have on it um two in particular uh, this um adam my comms director and mark that these guys are just the smartest guys um constantly improving constantly bringing knowledge to it always hire smarter than you um because you don't know everything and yeah. there's always someone smarter so that's my philosophy i don't care if you're hiring who you're hiring always hire smarter than you well let me ask you this how do you how do you go about finding smarter people than you to hire sean well <laughs> um that, that that's um that's a tough one but how we started was we went to our network we went to our employees existing employees who already are some of the brightest brains um and we expanded that network to the next network to the next network and that's how we've hired um for the last over uh, for the last a good couple of years yeah. And yes, sometimes we've gone out of that because there's something specific that we needed, a, a specific role that we needed, that we needed to advertise for. Um, but on the most part, someone at the company knew someone who knew someone. And when they came, uh, you know, they, if you're looking for cheap, you know, you, you want to pay peanuts, you're going to get monkeys, right? Yeah. Um, and you, you've, you've got to pay what the what you want from the job. And you'll get happy employees. You'll get employees willing to go for bat, um, willing and give them the forum to, to be able to do that. Don't stifle them when they come on board. Give, give them the... Give them that open slate where let them come with ideas. Let them take the lead on a lot of stuff. Um, and, you know, we're going to have hiccups along the way, but that's when you can have that dialogue and say, okay, what worked? What didn't work? What do we have to do to improve? And again, that relationship is, is a tough one. I mean, that leads to another subject is relationships in business, which is crazy. And now with everyone working in, in different states and locations, it becomes yeah. even harder because it's all over this um, video, which is very different to pers interpersonal um, actually meeting them. No water cooler. Yep. So I think business today are juggling a lot of different things. Um, you know, my dad and grandfather, especially my grandfather would have been, I, I don't know, you know, he, I mean, he, he would adapt it. It's very different, even to five years ago. Yeah, no, very, very different. My first job, I remember in the office every day, you're coming in, you got to show up. Even if you don't have anything to do, you got to be there till <laughs> five o'clock, five o'clock. Like, I mean, they, I did my job, but man, after about a year, I was learning how to build fly fishing rods at work because <laughs> I asked them, I was like, you got anything else for me to do? And, and they're like, no, you're doing great. You're like, just do what we've been given. And I was like, 
well, I got to be here. So I'm watching videos and then going home and building fly rods because you had to be in the office. And it was just a whole different world. Whereas, you know, at Chat Funnels, we're kind of a hybrid environment where everybody does live local. We have an office. You're in the office more often than at home. But we, you know, I'm at home today. I'm obviously not in the office. So, uh, but we've got to adapt. We, but we've got smarter. So think of your manager. If he had said, I mean, if he could get a couple more hours from you and taken taken you and put said, hey, Billy, what do you think about this? Put you on a project or utilize it. But we weren't thinking like that. We, you were hired to do one, two, and three. As yep. long as you do, we're doing one, two, and three. No one cared. Yeah. Right? But yeah. nowadays, you can get so much more out of the employees. Um with this hybrid work environment, um, you know, not st stick a, a sticking to a specific time, allowing them to do a little bit different, which is very tough because as, as sort of an old school guy, I had to adapt. Otherwise, I would die, right? Yep. We have to adapt to this new way of the way the employee looks at the business. And they look at it very differently than when, I was an employee. Um, the, the employees are dictating sort of the business today a, a little bit more than in the in the past. They weren't doing it at all. The business yeah. dictated everything. Yeah, you do this, you do that. Nowadays, we have this. It's like an ecosystem. It's a relationship. And yeah. listen, I, I love it, man. I, I mean, I love working with. Um, smart people um, that are all motivated that we all rowing in the same direction which is hard to find in, in companies these days yeah it, especially the bigger your company gets keeping everyone going in the same direction is increasingly a challenge but you can do it so yeah um you know you can do it you've got to learn i mean like i slack i mean we, I'll use Slack even at my past company, and we've been using it for, so, you know, five years ago. Was it even that long? Four years ago? Five years ago? Which was like when it was just starting. No one was using it. Nowadays, it's a, it's a communication tool. Not only are you using it internally, but you can have your customers jump onto a, a Slack channel. You can have your vendors. You can have... It, it, you you again you're adapting right so yep. unless you're adapting you 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 you're really setting yourself up for tremendous failure so little failures along the way is good um and adapting along the way learning and adapting along the way is even better agreed agreed man well um we're just want to get back to the you said you're a toyota fan so yeah. my first car um, I worked for my dad and I used to drive. I don't even see them in the States. It was a, a, a Toyota 1400. I think it was the engine. It was this uh, tiny little two seater pickup that we fit oh, three people in. And yeah. It was this tiny little 1400 that like used to just get up the hills. <laughs> but you know what? Lasted forever. Yeah. I I think um, here we just called them the Toyota pickup. They sold them in like the 70s and the 80s. And now that's become the Tacoma. But 
um, when I was in high school, that's what I wanted because they got good gas mileage and it was still a truck, four wheel drive. Um, and we use the Land Cruiser. I'm going to buy one. <laughs> yeah. And we use the Land Cruiser, the Toyota Land Cruiser in the bush. Those things are indestructible. Yeah. And those things go and last forever. Those are great, great, great cars. Yeah. I mean, in Toyota, like they build them like this on purpose, you know? And I want the same thing from our products. We want something that's robust. We know who we're, we're trying to serve and we continuously improve it so that it doesn't break down on our customers. Like it's always there. It's going to work and they can rely on us. So. Well, listen, I think, Billy, I think that's a whole nother topic because everything made today is built for failure within a certain time period. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad to see that you're building something to last like us at CadNetWise, our yep. platform. We're constantly evolving it, um, learning from the customers, getting feedback. Um, so I appreciate you having me on and uh, allowing me to um, throw a couple nuggets out there. I love it, man. Thank you. And then if anyone wants to get a hold of you and continue the conversation or learn more about NetWise, what's the best way for them to reach out? Um, LinkedIn, um, I, you know, I, I have it on one of my screens open all the time and uh, always happy. I'm helping a lot of people that come to me with questions, um, love to share knowledge. So just look for Sean Hackner, H-A-C-K-N-E-R um, on LinkedIn and uh, be more than happy to help you out with uh, and answer any questions. Okay. Thanks, Sean. And we'll chat later. Billy, thank you. Thanks for listening. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe. And for past episodes, go to chatfunnels.com slash podcast.